0: Hi, I'm Kelsey Zeiser. Welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. We're here at VMware Explore in Las Vegas, and it's actually not too hot this week. And I'm joined by...
1: Uh, a. Bangkuma. I am Vice President of VMware's SDN and SASE business.
0: Great to see you.
1: Likewise, thanks for taking the time to chat.
0: Yeah, how's the event been going for you so far?
1: It's been incredible. Um, really awesome energy from our customers, from our partners. And we also get to showcase um, a couple of really awesome capabilities that we've been working on over the last several quarters. And Mm -hmm. so it's just great to finally be able to tell the world some of these new additions we have to the portfolio as well.
0: Yeah, excellent. Uh, It's definitely a great turnout. I was glad I got to the keynote area a little bit early, (laughs) because it was totally (laughs) packed. Uh, Mm -hmm. But would love to just get started with uh, your background at VMware. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I've been at VMware for a little over three and a half years. I joined uh, VMware through an acquisition. I was uh, one of the founders and CEO for an AI ops company called Nianta, uh, which VMware acquired in early 2020. Yeah. But um, overall, my background has been across different levels of the infrastructure stack. Um, everything from silicon to the systems that are composed from those pieces of silicon to the software and platform stacks that run up on it. And what I'm focused on and what my extended team is focused on um, within VMware is all around delivering a set of technology capabilities around networking and security and extending that to the software-defined edge. So that's what we're focused on.
0: yeah. and there was a uh, you know new announcement about the uh, edge cloud orchestrator uh, today. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um so, the motivation for the Edge Cloud Orchestrator uh, is driven from the fact that some of the incre- uh, most of the workloads within the enterprise are a lot of these workloads are shifting to the edge. And so you have an increasing number of workloads, whether it's in a vertical like manufacturing, whether it's in retail, whether it's in public safety, that's shifting to the edge. Now, one of the things that is resulting from an increasing number of workloads moving to the edge is how do you drive the operational constructs around them. How do you (coughs) deploy these workloads? How do you support the day two management of these workloads? And ultimately, workloads at the edge are inextricably linked to connecting and securing them. And so that's where, in addition to edge compute, in addition to the connectivity and security of it, that's how these all come together. Now, the VMware Edge Cloud Orchestrator is that singular platform that is intended to one, orchestrate these workloads, as well as the security and compute around it. Mm -hmm. And so a a couple of core tenets around what it means to support the day zero, day one, and day two operations of edge applications is one, by definition, the edge is a lot more distributed, Mm -hmm. right? And the connectivity and resiliency requirements at the edge are very different than what you'd expect in a centralized, highly reliable, um, kind of cloud or data center. And so the Edge Cloud Orchestrator has this concept of um, pull uh, uh, based orchestration. And so instead of assuming that all the ed- Edge nodes are available all the time, instead the edges actually pull their configuration from okay. the VMware Cloud Orchestrator. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's pull based orchestration versus push based. Mm. Um, It brings the elements around what we've been able to do at scale from an SD-WAN, from a SASE standpoint, in terms of zero-touch provisioning. Um, And fundamentally, it's all about making all of this programmable and has resiliency built into it. Okay.
0: Can you talk a little bit more about the advantages of pull versus the push approach? Yeah.
1: Um, So, when you think about the nature of a highly distributed environment, pushing sort of the core elements of configuration, pushing the core elements of provisioning, has makes an assumption that these large number of sites, these are in the thousands, the tens of thousands, in the millions, these highly distributed environments always have to be there. And that doesn't ascribe to sort of how these environments actually work, right? And so the notion of actually having these Edge locations actually initiate how they get their configuration Mm -hmm. is 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 the paradigm um, that we're employing when it comes to the edge, right? And so the edge environments necessitate adopting that mechanism because the different edge locations, frankly, can be in different states, Mm -hmm. right? You you might have network reliability issues. You might have an edge um, uh, in a different state. It might just be in the middle of you know, a computational task, and so pushing configuration to it when it's not ready for it mm. actually kind of goes against the core business um, that you know might necessarily be performed at the edge. And so you really allow these edges to act somewhat autonomously, right? We have a lot of experience doing this with networking with SD-WAN, right? And so one of the things that we've done with SD-WAN is this same pole-based mechanism, which allows us to do things like zero-touch provisioning, right? And so we're bringing that same concept and construct when it comes to provisioning compute resources at the edge.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and tell us a little bit more about, you know, you kind of touched on this, but how uh, is VMware's approach to SASE helping your customers uh, make their network networks more programmable and uh-huh. also more efficient?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're taking a very expansive View to SASE, um, and ultimately, you know, SASE has two core dimensions, and we actually have added a third. One of the core dimensions is around connectivity or networking, of which SDN is, is foundational. Now, when it comes to SDN, there's branch connectivity, mm-hmm. but there's also remote access, mm-hmm. right? And so, one of the other things that we've been talking about at this conference is a remote access client, the SD access client. That's part of the broader connectivity elements that we have. But connecting users alone is not enough, right? It's also equally important to secure users. Now, when we think about SASE, we want to provide customers with choice, right? So on the security front, we support both single-vendor and dual-vendor SASE, right? And single-vendor SASE is a tightly integrated solution with networking and security, delivered from our points of presence within a a single pane of glass. but also allowing customers to centralize when they can, but also providing distributed security. So that's kind of one thing that we offer from a single-vendor SaaS solution. Now, we recognize that different customers are also along different, a different arc within the adoption of SaaS. And so we very much also promote and enable dual-vendor SaaS. And we do this by offering up tight integrations from our networking solution, our SD-WAN solution, our SD-Access client to third-party SSE vendors, whether it's Zscaler, Mm -hmm. whether it's Symantec, whether it's Palo Alto. We enable that so that organizations who've already made a security investment, an SSE investment, can still get the benefits of SASE without having to rip and replace. Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mentioned that's uh, reassuring to a lot of enterprises Mm -hmm. just to know that if they've already um, you know, invested in some of those other companies. And you, you mentioned a lot that are pretty common yeah. <laughs> security companies that they're they're likely already partnering with. Um, so I mentioned that's really helpful.
1: That's right. And you know, I mentioned sort of networking security. The third dimension is all around these workloads, these increasingly distributed workloads. And so when we think about um, SASE, there is a computed dimension that we're increasingly starting to see become more relevant, which is why, um, when you think about something like the Edge Cloud Orchestrator, that is really part of the overall SASE fabric, and that's built on top of and it's fundamentally an extension of what we've been doing in terms of orchestration for networking and
0: security. Okay, excellent. Uh, And then uh, can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how, Customers are approaching Sassy. I think we kind of went through a similar growing pains with SD WAN. Of you know, you and I were talking mm-hmm. about, uh, offline about everyone says they're doing it, but yeah. it's it isn't quite SD WAN. And now it seems to be that way with Sassy. Um, you know, n- not every vendor really has quite the complete solution that they're presenting. Um, and and in that vein. Uh, how are customers deploying SASE? Are they, uh, you know, starting more on the SD WAN side? Or are they focused more on security, starting with networking, or do they want to go all in? Um, because you know, recently it it, it kind of branched out into SSE as well, which yeah, yeah, you mentioned. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, indeed. In terms of you know, different customers are going through a different adoption curve for SASE, and it it really depends on um, where their center of gravity is starting from, right? And so we have, and we interact with a lot of customers who have either been consuming our SD-WAN solution for many years, right? And so the way they think about adopting SASE or the the way they think about implementing SASE really starts with the fact that I've got these highly distributed locations, and I want to secure my connections to those locations, right? And so those types of customers uh, either adopting SASE by adding or adopting a security stack, which is delivered from the same points of presence where uh, SD-WAN gateways are located. And so in that centralized model, we have customers who are adopting SASE by consuming these services that we already have deployed, which, um, which are co-located with the SD-WAN solution. Right? So that's sort of one approach to customers who are going down the single vendor SASE path. And a number of these customers are doing this in partnerships with um, a service provider, mm-hmm. right? Um, who they've relied on for providing branch and remote access connectivity. There's also mm-hmm. another ilk of customers where it on their center of gravity where they've, let's say, adopted um, is the one? One? as the SSE solution. And what they really want to do is create that, tightly integrated fabric making sure that when it comes to connectivity from all their different locations, those are still inspected through a single pass architecture, right? And so what we we do there with a partner like Zscaler is we have these POP to POP interconnects. And so our points of presence for SDU and our gateways, which we have deployed in over 150 POPs, we're able to tie the data traffic from these gateways to the closest Zscaler node. As an example of a customer who's basically going down the dual vendor SASE approach. Mm-hmm. And so one option is a customer start with SD-WAN, they consume as, um, services like a SWIG, um, a secure web gateway or a CASP services from our top. That's again, a single vendor approach. We have other customers who bring their own SSE solution Adopt, have adopted our SD-WAN solution, and what we do for them is we allow them to very easily automate the setup of IPsec tunnels between our points of presence and the points of presence of the SSE main. Okay.
0: Great, um, good to have a lot of different options there. Uh, anything else that you're uh, looking forward to uh, in terms of uh, what VMware has on the horizon for SASE, or or any other uh, you know announcements this week that you're excited about?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I would, I would say, you know, everything happening around generative AI is very topical, it's very, mind, it's very mindful. And when it comes to thinking about connecting, securing, and advancing workloads at the edge, the uh, gen AI techniques that um, we are bringing to bear. So, you know, AI is not new to us at VMware. We've had an AI of solution that we're now starting to add more LLM-style capabilities to Mm them. And that's all in the spirit of advancing day zero, day one, and especially day two operations. And so that's a really interesting area for us. Mm -hmm. Another area that we're very excited about is how our networking and security solutions are helping customers consume applications across clouds. And so one core aspect of what we do from an sd standpoint is accelerating and allowing our customers to consume applications and data that we are developing and deploying across clouds. And we're doing this by continuing to provide tighter and tighter integrations with the different hyperscalers.
0: Yeah, definitely hearing a lot about um, Gen AI, of course, yeah. and the AI Foundation sounds really exciting uh, in partnership with Nvidia that uh, you know, Ragu, uh, the CEO right. of VMware talked about. Yeah. But this morning, mm-hmm. um, that was really interesting to hear about. because uh, there certainly are a lot of uh, privacy and IP concerns around um, AI. So That's right. it, it's um, reassuring to hear that there's a plan. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's there. <for> sure.
1: And <laughs> it's and it's it's critical. It's it's really critical. I mean you know, um, generative AI has the ability to unleash so much potential, but part of that potential um, has to also be married with doing it responsibly, mm-hmm. right? And so that that's one thing. Another area while we're at the show that is super exciting, and if um, you've been to the show floor already, you'd have probably seen this massive Ford F-150 truck on the show floor.
0: I haven't floor. seen it yet, but you I am excited check it about you checking that out. Check it
1: out. But <laughs> let me just tell you, um, you know, what is actually involved in that. Um, that is really an incredible manifestation of the software-defined edge, right? And so on that sh- on the show floor, we have a police vehicle, happens to be a Ford F-150 truck. And the technology and the use case that, that we're demonstrating is taking an application that used to be hardware-defined, right? And so in this case, we're running on automatic license plate recognition software. Um, now that's done by having a general purpose appliance with this um, license plate recognition software on it, together with the connectivity that is used to connect these moving police vehicles to command and control. And so within that general purpose appliance, in addition to that license plate recognition software, We also have the SD-WAN virtual edge Mm. running and providing connectivity across multiple mobile app link connections. And so utilizing multiple mobile app link connections to drive resiliency of connecting from that moving platform or that moving uh, police vehicle to um, to, to the police headquarters, right? And while doing all of this, securing that traffic, um, as well
0: yeah that's a lot of moving well literally moving parts. no pun
1: intended no pun intended no pun intended exactly right. well
0: I, I think i've probably hit my pun limit so on that, i want to say thank you so much for joining me on the podcast of course it's really interesting and i hope to see you soon yeah well, enjoy the rest of the event
1: yeah you too thank, thank you for taking the time